Tom. Hey, what's going on, Paula? So here we are, River of Fire. Yeah, right? ba back with another episode. Um, and you just came out with a new song, and I'm excited about that. And I love it. I got it myself. And I just really recommend uh, people get that song. Um, and it's called Springs of Life. Springs of Life. Yeah, that's really cool. So let's pray. So Father, I just thank you for uh, for Tom and what you're doing in his life. I thank you for the river of fire and that his music will get out there in the world. And we just bless what you're doing. We thank you for this call. And we ask father that you would minister to whoever's listening or watching later, uh, that they would get ministered to by Holy spirit, that the Holy spirit would visit them during this call and that they will feel inspired and, and uh just triggered in a good way and that your presence would come and and bring that creativity in jesus name and as i say that i'm just reminded how tom will do coaching um teaching if you're interested and uh writing your own music and uh, doing the kind of thing he's into for christ and we all want to uh, glorify him so thank you jesus so Tom, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you came up with that song? Yeah, so Springs of Life, it was mainly inspired by Proverbs 4.23. says, guard your heart with all diligence for from it flow the springs of life. And just really considering my own thought life and, and the revelation of uh, either being in the spirit or being in the flesh. And so our, our thought life and our heart is you know a, a big factor of how we live our lives the reality of what we're going to walk in if we're you know because proverbs also says as a man thinks in his heart so is he so god has given us this amazing ability to kind of form our own world inside of us based on what we think what we feel what we imagine and so from that concept i just wanted to convey the message of of how important it, our thoughts are how powerful they are to just create the world around us so what would you say to somebody who is struggling with that what if their thoughts are bombarding them and they don't seem to be able to control it um what would you suggest they do yeah it's a good question i know at times it could definitely get out of hand and even on the chorus, that's why we're saying, you know, no matter what's coming my way, I'll keep on fighting this fight because uh, the battle is within. So to someone who's constantly being bombarded, uh, there's a few things you can do. Um, I think praying definitely helps going to the Father, um, praying in the Spirit. Uh, I think also writing down your thoughts helps as well, uh, writing them in a journal and just becoming aware of of our thoughts, like the word says, take every thought captive, cast down the um, vain imaginations and reasoning. So becoming aware of your thought life and actually um, taking those thoughts captive, just um, once you get it, just refusing to think on it or dwell on it because our thoughts are like trees. Uh, even neuroscience has confirmed this where, you know, it just starts with a thought as a seed. And then if you keep dwelling on that, that thought, whether it's positive or negative, it could grow into a full-blown tree. 
And before you know it, you could be in a place where you never thought you'd end up. Yeah, it reminds me of how I would mentor people and just tell them just as your thoughts come, just say no to it. Like you can say it out loud, just say no, I'm not going to think about that and then choose to think something different on purpose and that'll start your thoughts in the right way. Also, what you open up, right? Like what you listen to, what you watch, uh, movies and things like that, can they they have a frequency, they have a memory stamp that they'll come into your head and it'll, it just, it sits in there. And sometimes demonic spirits or dark spirits can come in through those gateways. And so we want to purge that out, cleanse that and that kind of thing. So I just think it's awesome how you're using your talent to encourage people, uh, to lift them up, to, um, you know, just stir them in, in the right direction, to keep their mind on Christ. Mm -hmm. So um, what do you think about coming into the future? Uh, where do you see this going? Are you going to write another album? Or are you, do you have an open call for people to maybe I don't know, sing with you. I, I know you have some background singers at times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I like to stick to rapping. So when it comes to singing, I try to find somebody who's uh, really good at it. Like Grace <laughs> was on this song. Uh, she did an amazing job. And yeah. um, I know it, this song really resonated with her as well. So it just seemed like the perfect fit at the time. Um, but I do want to keep writing. I do... Think it's important to get these messages out there through the music and give some give the world something a little more positive uh, influence than what's currently out there right now so i'm trying to work on some new tracks i got some new beats um it's just the fact of putting in the time and the work to do it uh, but just believing by god's grace it will get done yeah it takes a lot of time doesn't it yeah the process can be pretty in-depth so how do you how do you begin something like that? Uh, do you so, start with a lyric, or does it does is it different for every song or each person? Like how do you how do you even start that? For me, I like to start with the beat when I hear the beat first, and then I get the idea, start writing to it, and then after you write, you got to record it. After you record, you get it mixed and mastered, and sometimes that process could take a while, and you get the cover art then. You got to put it out there, distribute it. So the songwriting process can be a little more in-depth than, than people think. And sometimes it takes a lot of time. You know what I'm seeing for you, Tom? I see you taking your lyrics. And uh, I know this is going to sound a little odd, but I see it like in a comic book uh, pictures. Like, And I know you did one with uh, video and art and and telling the story of which i think is awesome of the song itself mm -hmm. but i actually see you know the lyrics with these little uh you know boxes of the pictures that go with the song and it's like a, it's a book and awesome. i see kids reading that and so the lord just showed that to me and i bless you with that and mm. crowning your efforts with success so I know that uh, when we first met, you weren't necessarily doing any music at all. And I guess I gave you a word that kind of, you know, kind of encouraged that or brought that back out of you. You had thought about it before. Um, what do you feel is the difference between 
before when you weren't maybe walking so close to the Lord versus now where do you feel like God's hand of creativity is there? Do you sense? I mean, recently I was uh, with this lady painting because I do painting and I've done art for a long time off and on through the years. And I would feel the angel of creativity there. And it was so uh, inspiring and they assist and they help you with these things. Um, did you feel any different, you know, over, you know, what's going on now versus maybe even before where you, maybe you stopped and thought, well, I don't even know if I can write a song or do any mm -hmm. of things, you know. Would you like to share that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Yeah, the motivation and the inspiration is always uh, the hard part because, like, uh, for me, I don't want to just write a song just to write it or put it out. Uh, the inspiration really helps. But then again, like, I don't want to always wait to get inspiration because then it won't always get done. Um, but, yeah, it's cool once I start writing. Um, some tracks take longer than others to to work through. But, like, when you start it, then the ideas and the creativity start flowing and then you know you put the pieces together and you know I never know how they're going to end but it's just cool how they all usually come together <laughs> yeah that's true so uh what what happened that actually uh got you started like because I don't know how long your you said your brother was doing some some work mm -hmm. um did you feel the inspiration after you got a prophetic word or or what you know what was the transition into actually beginning for the first time yeah so i was a part of this ministry called holy smoke uh, which we're going to get back up and running soon and i was just around so many rappers and like the, the platform was there to perform live so i kept having dreams about me being on stage but not having any lyrics so it was just not a good feeling to be up next and just not be prepared. So I started getting back into writing and then uh, I ended up performing one of the tracks I wrote and I was just so shocked at the, um, the reaction of the people in the crowd. It was just really anointed and uh, people were just really blown away by it. So I was like, man, I got to keep writing and really start doing something with this because I saw the impact and the encouragement was there. So that was really the beginning of it. And like you said, your words really helped encourage me get back on the right track. And some of them are still even unfolding today. Like, I remember you said I was going to connect with a producer like years ago. And yeah. I'm just connecting with with one now. And I've connected with one um, like a couple of years ago. So it's just like, it's cool seeing uh, these words continue to unfold. So those who, because we're going to post this obviously on the Holy Smoke um website as well as river of fire so those uh those kids or young adults that are interested in doing kind of like what you're doing you know you're you're at this place obviously because we've known each other for quite a while and you're you're you are who you are you're humble you're easy to talk to but there's people that can end up becoming uh too high-minded, they might be become prideful, uh, they no longer have time for the little guy, you know, the, the changes that can happen when you become famous, or because I also gave that word to you that I believe you're going to be pretty well known, and just preparing for that, you know, uh, some people can't handle it, and they can end up going back 
backwards. Uh, so those kids who are listening to this, um, how would you uh, prepare for something like that? If God chooses, because we can be used in a very small environment, like just a church and really make an impact. And that could ripple. So it could take where one or two people who are listening to your music and getting inspired, um, they might not be called into music, or if they are, they might be doing uh, doing a small venue or small venues that could actually catch someone there and bring salvation or inspire, and then that person could become bigger. So whatever was first planted, all of the ripple effect of that one person, that's their fruit. And they will get a reward just for being that one first seed. And so all of the people that they will uh, influence and uh, impact will be a, uh, a reward in heaven. Wow. So it's okay if you're, you know, in a small platform, a small venue, and if God wants to expand that or not, that we need to try to be content with uh, keeping our heart on what we're doing for what reason, and that being Christ being our, our number one, our, our king that we will face and we will bow before and we'll offer what we've done for him, right? Mm -hmm. So how would you uh, expect a person to respond in your situation if they do become world known? Um, how have you prepared your heart for something like that? Yeah, it's a good question because I do think about this a lot and I've seen this happen like where someone starts out small and then they they start blowing up. And um, that's the, the biggest test is when you start having success. And um, I thought about it quite a bit. And I think the, the main thing that I've seen is uh, that, that could bring someone down is that they stop getting close to God like where it just becomes like a career and, and they feel like they got this now that they, they, they made it big. So you don't need to pray as much. You don't need to see God as much. And then you kind of start forgetting why you're, you're doing what you're doing. Um, so for me to prepare myself, I just always want to keep Jesus as the forefront and keep him in the center of my lyrics. Cause that's another temptation. You start blowing up and then, you know, maybe it's not so cool to have Jesus in the in the middle of your lyrics now. Maybe you start watering it down a little bit. So those are the temptations that people can face when they when they start going big, um, because the gospel message isn't always going to be popular to the mainstream. Um, so I, I think the key is just staying close to God, staying um, getting close to Him in prayer, and being surrounded by the right people. And like you said, just even just don't forget about where you came from and, and doing the smaller events. Uh, Cause those are important. You know, at the end of the day, it's about reaching lives and um, you know, saving souls. Yes. And that crown that you'll lay at his feet. I think one thing that has uh, caused me to think about these kind of things uh, as far as doing things for Christ is um, faithfulness. It's not just faithfulness as a Christian, but faithfulness to the person, Jesus Christ, the son of God. He is a person. <laughs> and where we, you know, you're going to be faithful to your friend. You know, you're going to be, you know, somebody who's important in your life, your wholehearted 
you're going to not going to uh, betray them or talk against them, that kind of thing. You're going to watch their back or, or, or whatever, you know. And so for me, it's the same thing is uh, that relationship of faithfulness of uh, he sees, he hears it all and that he watches everything and that we choose to have that steel rod of, you know, affection and faithfulness. So, um, so that's wonderful. Um, how has, uh, I know you've been working another job and that kind of makes it a little difficult, but you are also interested in teaching and training uh, the generations to kind of step into their calling. You want to talk a little bit about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I've been teaching in a public school and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just crazy what goes on there. But I try to love the kids as much as I can and try to be a good influence in their lives. I'm also working on starting my own business, which will be an online mentorship of singing, songwriting, um, how to get your tracks launched and distributed. Uh, so Lord willing, I could transfer fully online and be able to do more episodes like this and, um, you know, expand the tent pegs. Um, so with that being said, also we're gonna we're looking to get Holy Smoke back up and running in this area. Uh, we got a, a venue ready, we got a team in place, and we're looking to launch it in the new year on um right. January 6th. So I'm excited to start reconnecting with some artists in the area and uh hitting the streets of the inner city uh out in Bridgeport and uh really trying to lead and shepherd these these young kids because like even Jesus said it best, you know, it's like sheep without a shepherd nowadays, especially with the youth. Yeah. So you being a school teacher, I think God is training you. And that's for anyone else who's listening to this or watching. Uh, sometimes we're going through different things. You might be in a particular job or uh, circumstance that God is using to train you right? I mean, to prepare your heart, because I know, you know, you moved away for a little while, and there was a training, a process of learning, and he does this so that when, when and if we step into our calling, we'll be able to handle it because of the pressures, and, and we've learned a lot. So, so what would you say for someone who is uh, just in the world right now kind of trying to come to christ because there's a pull there the world uh you know how would you how would you help them you know come out of the world and and cleave to christ himself like why would they you know i know jesus died on the cross but how would that minister to a person's heart to just really know that that that's a a symbol of his in, incredible love and, and, you know, like what brought you to Christ? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good question. Um, I think like for me, it was like my parents just <laughs> forced me to go to church. <laughs> and uh, I I ended up believing because I, I felt the presence of God. And I, I just wanted a real relationship with Jesus. I was never the person that liked to follow crowds. Um, I was always kind of on the outside. and. Um, I didn't want to fit in like, cause if Jesus was real, I just wanted to follow him fully. And I noticed nobody else was doing that, especially as, as the youth. So, um, I just dedicated my heart to serve God and I was inspired by 
um, Paul the Apostle and what I read in the Bible, how people just gave their lives fully to Christ. And that was all that really mattered. And so just getting people to see, you know, the eternal value of God's grace of, of walking with God, where that's going to end up, you know, thousand years from now, when, when we're in eternity, what's really going to matter, um, you know, some of the stuff that we focus on today is not really going to matter. Um, so I think once people see the big picture, that will help draw them into where they need to be. Right. So it, it, what you just said reminds me of how some people are trying to trans transgender their or transition, mm -hmm. I should say, mm -hmm. from a man to a woman, woman to man. And then once they do, they find out this isn't making me happy. And mm -hmm. then they try to trans trans transgender back or whatever. And they they've already messed up their body. And it's there are a lot of sad stories about that and uh because they're searching and then there's the peer pressure and so i think the key is is that once they've done that they found out that they're not happy after all mm -hmm. so i would imagine what what you're saying too is that the internal soul your your spirit your soul your heart needs to be filled with that peace mm -hmm. and that love and and the and the cry of the heart is for attention, mm -hmm. I, I think, right? Definitely. So, yeah, so that attention is given inside of you by the Holy Spirit, by the Lord, because he is closer. The scriptures say he's closer than a brother, mm -hmm. and he's as close as the air as you, you breathe. Actually, he knows how many hairs are on your head. So, so that intensity of union and communion with with the creator and then that union and communion with the creator you will create you know he will create through you and you walk together in, in the creation and creating you co-create and that's what's awesome like in your case where there's an expansion and there's an intensity of that because it's god it's God who's creating through you, you know, and he is, look how much he's already created. So there's nothing uh, that has not been created that can't be created again, or things that have never been even heard of before. And, you know, I was just talking to someone today and just the amazingness of the expansion of creation that even emotions that we've never felt before you know these these feelings of intimacy these feelings of joy these you can't there's not even a word joy or peace or love there's not even a word on it because it's an emotion no one's ever felt before i mean these are amazing and good things that exist in in, in heaven and those are the things that god wants us to tap into because he he's bringing this to us. This is a, a, a the generation that is going to explode with creativity as well as salvation. So you know who would you invite on on one of our calls here? Uh, would you invite somebody who would be interested in just talking about this particular subject? And if so, how would they be able to to contact you? 
Um, yeah, it sounds good. Uh, you could contact me through any social media platform uh, at Tommy Codell all around. You could email me, tommycodell at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, I would love to help out anybody who's really seeking and connect with anybody out there. If you have any questions, uh, let me know. Yeah. And if you are a, a singer songwriter and you're a believer, um, you know, we're, we're open to hearing from you and maybe doing a show together. If you want to connect that way, just to, you know, stir you up and stir the audience up of, of what's out there and what's going on in the Christian community with the uh, singer songwriter um, adventure, I should say, because it's, it's changing even now, you know, things are changing. And um, so before we kind of wrap up, I just want to hear a little bit about you know, the fact that you're a school teacher and the things that the kids are dealing with today, you know, what do you think is, is the major thing that they're, uh, that is it that they're peer, the peer pressure or is it that they're seeking to be heard or, you know, I'm not in that. So I don't really, I'm not aware of what's going on so much as you are. And I just, the reason why I'm, wa I'm wanting to bring this up, because I feel like it's going to trigger some people, because uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to bring this out there so that they will think, oh, well, you know, I should be doing this, or I feel God's touching me and wanting me to do this. And, and so this is like the, the, the scriptures are alive right there the holy spirit breathes on the scripture so he breathes on his church and so it's alive the spirit is alive and he, he's in us and he's around us so while we're speaking he can impart he can you know touch people he could heal people he could open their eyes to seeing new things so after i say all that i'll just go ahead and listen to you now mm -hmm. about about that question yeah yeah, for sure. This is a very unique generation coming up um, because one, they've experienced this whole shutdown and they've been forced to be isolated and uh, like figure out the technology. So um, the way things are headed in this generation is going to be more technologically advanced than we'd ever seen. And they already are um, when we have uh, actually, I probably shouldn't go into it, but uh, just kids are very, very advanced technologically and, and is preparing for AI and virtual reality. We're going to have virtual reality in the schools and everything's wow. going to everything's going to change in this generation. Um, however, they do. They are facing a lot of struggles. Uh, with that being said, uh, the exposure to content, um, especially very sensual concept. Uh, like pornography at very, very young ages, just because um, with the TikTok apps and, you know, the Twitter and all the stuff uh, that's, uh, you know, it's just coming out in, in even in middle school, like kids just talk about it, like it's just normal nowadays, and they don't see anything wrong with it. Like, it's just the, the generation has become very desensitized um, with with the music being pushed, uh, the violence, uh, a lot of it in the games. Uh, even the occult stuff, like kids dabbling into the cult. Um, these are a lot of hindrances that kids are facing, let alone their family lives, a lot of broken families, and just be the one to talk about it. The fatherlessness is really, I see the effects of that because 
if you don't have a father, or even if you don't have a mother, there's going to be something missing where you just need attention. And you're always trying to get attention out of others or out of the teacher. Um, so this generation, even though they like God puts so much creativity inside of them, they're really facing a lot, a lot of struggles that that we have not had to face even growing up. So it's just it's totally different ball game. That's why in the song, you know, it's, it's a fight. Keep on fighting this fight. And so we got to keep praying for this generation. Um, keep believing in them. That's crazy. And I think about TikTok goes right to the communists, China, mm -hmm. the, the authorities. Yeah, um, get, getting conditioned through these apps and what's what they're showing them. You know, it's and yet they bar these kind of things in China and they're exposing it because they have an agenda mm -hmm. to destroy um so in how in what way is ai uh in the school system i haven't heard like what like what do you mean by that uh it's it's just on the verge it's on the cutting edge like it's one of the the hot topics nowadays is uh kids learning how to code and you know create the robots build them use the virtual reality uh it's going to oh. be all new stuff and um yeah, so we're kind of just on the brink of it now, but that's the way things are heading. Everything is just becoming ver very virtual after um, the pandemic. You know, uh, it, it's very interesting that this came up because there was a time that I would think just for a moment what it would be like to be so engrossed in virtual reality and in a game or, you know, being so soaked in this fake life, right? And it's like you eat, sleep and drink it. You get up and that's all you go for. And then Jesus comes back, you know, like, bam, what did you do with your life? It was all fake. It was for nothing. <laughs> so, um, it's interesting because I know a couple of teachers that maybe we should get together and talk about this topic because, you know, I know what you're saying. There was a lot of, there's a lot of things going on in my life in school, even grade school, they had drugs and stuff. And I can't imagine what it's like now. And so um, do you see a lot of acting out because do you see the hurt? like mm -hmm. on their sleeve kind of thing going on. Yeah, I've, I've seen it more than ever. Even like two years ago, it was not like this. But after everything shut down, like it's just a whole nother level. And um, I just mm -hmm. like, I, I don't, I can't take it personally even when they act out on me. Because like, I know there's just so much hurt and like, you know, family things going on. So uh, the emotional struggle is is really real. Like for me, I didn't even know what the word depression was to like later in life, but it's just like a normal wow. thing for teens to just be depressed. And so, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, wow. it's no joke out there. Wow. So, so when you say depression, we know that this, there's a spirit, a dark spirit mm -hmm. that comes over the mind and that's because of an open door mm -hmm. usually and, or they're feel trapped and they can't talk about it. Or they're addicted to something, maybe, and they feel trapped. They can't talk about it. So, um, so, so, how much more do we need you and others like you to shine that bright light? Because, okay, so the church is rising up to this new level, and as you're singing, 
and I've even spoken this to you and a couple of other people, that as you're singing, that light is breaking the chains. Like we're getting to that place with the body of Christ. God's moving on us to that degree that your words so powerful that they break the chain, they remove the addiction, they bring the healing, they do stuff in the spirit because the word is light and it's life and it's truth and it's his spirit, his creative spirit coming out of your mouth. And so there's creativity and, and I just see it even as I say it, breaking down walls and breaking chains and renewing the mind and it'll keep people it'll keep kids safe. Like it's going to keep people, kids safe, people safe, like in this bubble of safety. So that's why we're, you know, God is calling, he's, he's raising up people like you. And I just bless you, Tom, and ask the father to expand you, to anoint you for this hour, to, uh, you know, that God will open doors. And so he, Tom will take invitation. If you're listening to this and you're interested in having a you know, like a holy smoke type of situation in your church, even if it's a different state, I'm sure that they would come. And uh, for the youth, we just had a youth conference. I think they had 1500 nice. uh, people, kids, and it was packed. And, and so uh, coming from all over the place. So God, we just honor what you're doing. And we bless that creative flow that's flowing out that will break chains, that will bring salvation, that will lift people out of suicide and depression and anxiety and every dark thing and seat them with Christ in heavenly places, because that's where we're seated with you, Jesus, with our heavenly father, and that you would teach and train these young people and those who are ministering through song and different venues, father, about creating and co-creating with you and uh, bringing forth life and breaking off the darkness and bringing salvation in Jesus' name and renewing the mind. And Lord, let your spirit come and let it flow now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, just fall in everyone who's listening. Just flow right now, flow right now and bring emotional, mental, physical healing in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm sure we're going to do another show sometime. I might be with other uh, artists with Tom or however God wants to do it. We're open to it. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Sounds good. All righty. Your presence all around. All things are new now Can't nothing hold me down Cause your love has set me free Now grace and truth abound All things work for good now Can't nothing hold me down Cause your love has set me 